praise you and we give you all the honor and praise for this day in Jesus name. Father, we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. We want to hear from heaven, not from a man, but from heaven so that we can be healed spiritually, physically, mentally, in every way, Lord God. We just ask that you have your way in this place today. And we give you every honor and glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and praise God. Amen. Oh, there you are back there, sister. Sister, no. Okay. So we're going to talk about your faith will be tried by fire. As if we didn't know that. But how about being tried by fire? Amen. Your faith will be tried by fire. Hallelujah. Because, you know, a lot of people feel like they've been blended, chopped up, diced up, beat up. And it's part of the process. Amen. It is part of God's process and we'll be coming out of first peter one if you want to go there hallelujah so part of the reason our faith is always being tried is because we must understand what's on the inside of us amen if your faith is not tried you never know who you are if your faith is not tried you never know what potential you have We need to know what potential we have and what potential we lack. Amen. We need to know where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are. And so the only way that we're going to know that is if God try our faith. Amen. And sometimes it, 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 uh, consists of a whole lot of pain. (laughs) Amen. A whole lot of, a lot of things. Amen. But one thing we know. That we are not in these situations uh, by ourselves. We are in them with God. Listen, if God leads you into something, he knows how to lead you out. Amen. Now, the natural life. We have a natural life. We have a spirit life. Amen. And the natural life won't satisfy the spirit within us. See, our spirit man on the inside of us don't like carnal things. Our spirit man don't like uh, worldly things. It wants to be separated from the world so that it can think and control. It wants to dominate our lives, and it's supposed to dominate our lives. The spirit is supposed to control. Our flesh is supposed to back up. Amen? And and really, the, the flesh is supposed to back up and disappear. And we're supposed to be conformed to the... To the um, you know, to the spirit, conform to the likeness of God. And so eventually, if we obey God and obey the spirit, our flesh is supposed to be none and void. Now, we know sometimes it doesn't always work like that, but we're working on it. You, you ne- <laughs> you're never supposed to be satisfied with fleshly desires. You're not supposed to be satisfied with, with fleshly thoughts, fleshly nothing. You know, we're supposed to be separated from that. And so this is one reason our our faith is tried. It's tried so you can go from one plateau in God to a higher one. Amen. Until there is none, you're conformed. Your mind is changed. It's renewed in the word of God. You're conformed. Amen. Everything is changed. And so when that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen if you keep... uh Skating past the, <laughs> skating past God, you know. <laughs> you know, if you just live 
status at status quo. You you don't want to go any further in God, which a lot of Christians don't. They don't want to go any further. They're they're just um, satisfied with the fire insurance. You know, I'm not going to hell. I'm born again, and that's it. But it doesn't stop there. Amen. Hallelujah. We're supposed to do exploits in the name of Jesus. We're hired by the by God to do work for him, kingdom work. And God is not going to let anybody not do that. So he has to prepare our hearts and prepare our flesh, get our flesh killed. In fact, the Bible says the old man, you know, he dies and the new man comes forth and takes over. Amen. And we can't think out of that old worldly uh, carnal thinking. The carnal man dies. The new man springs forth and listens to God. Amen. So we need to know our natural life needs to satisfy the spirit within us because really that's what it wants. We all want God. We all want more of him. We all want uh, to obey God and do what God has called us to do. But our flesh, that thing called our carnal man, that old man, that old nature will always jump up and try to dominate. And if you're more spiritual than carnal, then your carnal man will lose. If you're more carnal than spirit, then your spirit man will lose. It'll stay pushed down and in the background. Amen. And you won't do the right thing all the time. See, when you, when we mess up, it's because our carnal nature is in control. Are y'all here today? And so what we need to do is get in the spirit realm by worshiping God, uh, uh, studying the word. Being, and then that's how you're transformed. Your mind is renewed. If your mind is not renewed, you're going to do the same old thing, think the same old way, and do the same old things. Amen. And your desires will be the same old, same old. And so what we have to do is concentrate on uh, allowing our spirit man to rule. And one way that we n- know that we need to uh, change and have your spirit man rule, you got to leave old things alone. Old people. If God has taken them out of your life, you need to leave them alone. Because, you you know, your spirit man is trying to live, and here your carnal man <laughs> is being useful. I'll put it like that. I'm going to be nice today. Amen. And so, you know, you keep, in other words, your, your carnal man is being fed every day when you don't uh, obey the word of God. And so your carnal man will always show up. In a pinch, it'll jump out. In other words, you have no control over your carnal man. You think you do, but you don't. Somebody just needs to push that right button and boom. That's the way it is. And so we need to learn how to submit to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and submit to things, all things that are spiritual. And if we continue to do that, we will not allow our flesh to rule us. Amen. We have been blessed with gifts, abilities, and callings, but we must conform to his image. In other words, these gifts and callings, they're fine, but they don't, they don't, um, help the Lord. 
they don't help the kingdom unless they've been, unless our mind has been renewed, unless our flesh has been crushed. But we have these gifts and abilities and then we, we operate out of our carnal man and this is why you get wrong preaching. You get a show. It's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. But you get a show. You don't need a show. You need truth. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if you get mad. You need truth. Truth is supposed to wrestle with you until you give in to it. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know, God gives good gifts to men. He give men, uh, you know, all these kind of abilities. But if, if they're, uh, being handled or carried out or operated out of a carnal mindset, then you're no further along than some person on the street that don't know God. Are y'all here? Because what are you doing with that gift? Most people are exalting self. Amen. Exalting self. And it's because their, their carnal minds have not been renewed in the mind of God. And I know you all know this. Amen. So we was, we, we must find out that excellent power that's on the inside of us. Did you know you have the excellency of Jesus Christ living on the inside of you? Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to find that because it's in, it's within us. Hallelujah. That treasure within us. That abiding presence that's within us. You need to get familiar with that. We need to know that. We need to find that. And allow that excellency that's within. That that um, incorruptible seed that's on the inside of us. We need to learn how to operate out of that. Amen. Hallelujah. It's mighty quiet in here, but I'm going to keep preaching. Hallelujah. That abiding presence, that abiding presence is God's assurance that he is with you. Amen. And we need to conform. Hallelujah. We don't need to stay the same. We need to stop doing the same thing over and over again. If you don't ever change, your situation's not going to change. We need to change. And not just keep working. I mean, we need to keep working on it, but we need to get there. So our thoughts would change. And if certain people had to be taken out of your life, so be it. Amen. We aren't supposed to get hung up on people anyway. We're supposed to be hung up on Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're supposed to be shaped and changed on the inside. And the old things are being shaved away. See, the more God you get on the inside of you, the less carnality you you should have. That carnality or that old man is getting weaker and weaker day by day the more you get in the word of God. And then you'll stop messing up because he won't have the dominance in your life that that he once had. Am I making sense to you all today? Hallelujah. The incorruptible word of God will cause us not to fail. Hallelujah. See, this word is strong. It's a strong tower. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word works. 
It always works. People don't work because people don't want the word. They want a little bit of it, but they don't want to change. They want to stay the same so they can keep operating out of the, the carnality because it gets them what they want. But see, if you don't know the other side of it, you'll never change. But it's the goodness of God that leads men to salvation. We need a little zap of the goodness of God. And once we, we get a taste of the goodness of God, we'll desire it forever and ever. We need to want to stop being carnal. We need to want to stop being rebellious. We need to want to stop coming against authority. We need to want to. Amen. Because God sure wants us to. This is why this Bible is here. This is this is God's love letter to us. And it's instructions. And we're supposed to follow instructions. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm going to keep preaching. Our faith must be tried. It must be tested. It's just for a season. The Bible says quit making it so long because it's temporary. It's only uh, for a season. Amen. So when you're going through hard times, you need to understand and you need to tell yourself this is temporary. This is not forever. And so we should be able to push back from carnal, carnal things, the TV or phone calls, whatever it is. And, and get with God and allow God's presence to come upon us and change us so much so that we don't even recognize ourselves. Are y'all here? Amen. Hallelujah. And so God is so good. He loves us so much and he only wants the best for us. He's not trying to take anything from you. He's trying to get something to you. Amen. He can't give it to you like we are now. Amen. Sometimes you just have to plead the blood and just be guilty. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but see, we don't like doing that because we're, we're not trusting. We're not totally trusting God. Amen. But God, he's going to keep working on us until we just trust him automatically. Amen. You know, it's going to be an automatic thing to pray in tongues going to be an automatic thing to worship God and not a special event. It's not a special event. It should be a daily event. Amen. Why don't we go to first Peter, first Peter one, seven. Hallelujah. Your faith must be tried and tested. If it's not tried and tested, how will you know who you are? You don't know who you are unless you know what you possess. You don't know what you possess unless you've tried it. And it's come through. It has worked for you. Amen. And so let's see. One, first Peter one, seven. Hallelujah. And it talks about your trial. Don't get caught up in trials. Let trials happen and let them pass by. Amen. Don't, cause I'm telling you, we just hold on to trials longer and longer. We can cause trials to go on and on and on if we don't accept them. And if we murmur and complain about them, amen, just let, just, just allow ourselves to be bothered, allow ourselves to go through painful things or things that are unpleasant, you know, the storms of life, circumstances of the day. 
But these things, too, will pass. You have to have that attitude. Amen. So 1 Peter 1.7, it says uh, that the genuineness or the trying of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish it. What is that? Is that? Okay. That perishes through it is tested by fire. And it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's see. Now, I, I wrote down a different, a different, I think it's the Amplified. I'm not sure. It says that the testing of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish, um, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid of adversity. Adversity can be your friend sometime, especially if God, look, if God is causing adversity, that's the best ad- adversity you can be in. If he's causing it, if you get in trouble because of the word, because the word is trying you, that's your assurance that you're coming out. Amen. That's your assurance that you are coming out. In other words, that's the best kind of trouble to be in. (laughs) God's trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid of adversity. The proper attitude in meeting adversity is to count it all joy. See, everything that God gets you into, he has a proper attitude toward handling it a proper attitude toward getting out of that situation and so if he gets you into anything he has a way to get you out now so how do you handle adversity count it all joy amen count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations the bible tells you that amen but if you try to sit up and analyze it like we do in the beginning And then we mellow out and we realize God is with us. Amen. And the Bible says there's a mighty, terrible one. Amen. He'll handle our enemies. He'll handle our persecution. He'll handle everything that comes against us. The Bible says they shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Amen. Their everlasting confusion. He'll put confusion on the enemy. It always happens. But we got to trust what's on the inside of us. We got to trust God. And see, that's that's what trials are for. I hate to put it like that. It's to get you to trust God more. And it's to show you where you are in your trust account. Amen. We need work. We need more work on it. And so it's to show you where you are. But God is taking care of everything. He's taking care of the enemy. He's taking care of the devil. He's taking care of, you know, everything for you. But you'll never know it if you don't get out there and be tested in your faith. Amen. How will you know if God's going to show up for you if you never step out? Amen. You'll never know. Hallelujah. The three Hebrew boys. It's in Daniel 3 if you want to read that. Daniel 3, 1. And then, you know, until it. Stops talking about it. But they found out that God was with them because they stood on the word. They've refused to bow to Satan. 
they refused to worship other gods. Amen. Hallelujah. Like pills, cigarettes, tobacco, whatever your, that other God is. Amen. They refused to bow down to that. And so they wanted, the king wanted everybody at the sound of the harps and the, the music that you, you bow down to this uh, fake God. And they wouldn't do it. And they knew that they were going to have to face some stiff penalties if they didn't. But they refused. Because it's like this. They said, look, if God is with us, he'll protect us through anything. And so when they played the music, they refused. You know the story. They refused to bow. They re- and they got, fi- they got thrown in a fiery furnace. See, their faith was tried by fire. Amen. Hallelujah. And when they went in the fire, and they, and this is the thing, it was, uh, heated up seven times hotter, hotter than it, it usually is. And the people who were standing around that were throwing the, the coal or wood or whatever they used were singed. They were burned, just standing near the fire. And so when the deal went down, they went in there and they were still there and there was a fourth man in the fire because Jesus goes everywhere with you. Amen. He wasn't going to allow them to, he don't do you like that. See, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's not like your friends you talk to on the phone. All they want to do is get you messed up in your head. But when you need them, they are nowhere to be found. Amen. That's just life. That's how people are. But God is not like that. And I thank God for that. He won't do you like man will do you. Well, everybody won't do you like that. But, you know, most people will. When you really need them, they're not there. Hallelujah. And the people who are there for you, you don't like them. It's, you know, we are wacky people. But we need to get on the right road. And I'm telling you this because we don't have no time no more. In case you don't know what time it is. Amen. Time is growing short. Hallelujah. And God wants to prove himself to all believers. He wants to prove himself to you and me. And so how else will he prove himself if you don't get into some trouble? (laughs) Amen. Miss Shannon said, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. I know that's right, Shannon. We have to get in trouble for God to show his hand. And he will surely come. He will surely help us. But your faith will be tried. Amen. It just has to be. So that we'll know where we are. You know. And so we we will think. We are thinking one thing and doing another. Sometimes we think we're all together lovely. And we find out we need some more teaching. All of us. You know. <laughs> all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God. God is so good. It says precious, more precious than gold that perish, though it tried it, though it be tried by fire. These three, uh, three Hebrew boys, they were given good gifts. I think the Bible says they were given uh, wisdom and understanding. And it was another one. I don't remember. What was it? Yes, special skills. Thank you. And so they had they had stuff going on for them. Like a lot of people. 
but they still didn't have it all because they couldn't save themselves. But they stood on the word. And when you take, when you take the word, you know, as medicine, you will be healed. Whenever you take the word, hallelujah, it will never look. The word is infallible. It's indestructible. It's eternal. It will never fail you. Never, ever, ever. How will you be sure unless you are tested? Unless you come into some type of adversity. Amen. But God is always there. Hallelujah. And he will always come through for you. He came through for them. Big time. There was a fourth man in the fire. And this is not just a story. This is true. Let's go to James 1. Hallelujah. James 1. Verse 2. Hallelujah. So what's the secret to getting over? I'm just going to talk real. Counting it all joy. When you're in diverse temptations, the Bible says count it all joy. It doesn't say it's going to be funny. And it doesn't say it's going to be pleasant. It says count it all joy. It's like that means treat it as though it's joyful. Look at it like it's joyful and guess what you'll forget about it and it will become joyful so it says here my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience see and this is what god is trying to establish in most of us amen patience but let patience have its perfect work that you may be per perfect and complete lacking nothing look when you have patience you got everything you got the full package amen because the devil can't mess with your head and tell you well you know look how long it's been and you say yeah i know and i'm having a wonderful time serving god amen i've grown so much you got to talk to these speak back to the devil amen Cause see, he wanna leave you with all of these little footnotes where you give him a big foot. I mean a real foot. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know. And I'm doing wonderful. I've grown so much. Now I, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Cause the Bible says resist the devil, he will flee. Amen. Hallelujah. So you have to read him his rights. Verse 4 says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Look, you'll be lacking nothing. Hallelujah. You get everything you need from God. Verse 5 says, and if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask for ask God for it, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Amen. Isn't that awesome? God is with us. He is with you. He is with me. That word reproach means without mocking, ridiculing, scolding, insulting, that kind of stuff. God don't do that to you. He doesn't do that to me. People do that. He doesn't. Amen. But you count it all joy when you fall into trouble. When anything follows you, any trouble follows you, you count it all joy. Amen. In other words, laugh at the devil. 
It always works. That's what it means. It always works. God wants us to be perfect and lack nothing. In other words, he wants nothing missing, nothing broken. He wants wholeness for us. Amen. And so this is why God does what he does. But you have to get into some trouble sometimes, not self-made trouble. I'm talking about trouble from God. Amen. Because I feel you. Oh, okay. You mean I can get in trouble? No, not the trouble you can find, but trouble that that the trouble that you get into because you are born again. The trouble that you get in because you love the Lord and people dislike you. You just stand and God will, he takes care of that. He'll even get you out of the trouble you get yourself in. Amen. He'll do that too because he loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. So God, in fact, calls this testing of your trials. He calls it light afflictions. Amen. These light afflictions are but for a moment. Hallelujah. And that's what he says. They're temporary. Our faith is tied. I'm sorry. Our faith is tried. And the results is much more valuable than gold, more costly than diamonds. That's how important your faith is. This is how important your faith is to get it developed. Because listen, everybody has faith. Everybody. That means you and that means me. We all have faith because God's given us the measure. Amen. Now maybe yours don't work for you, but it can and it will. All you need to do is decrease in your your carnal man. Starve your carnal man. That's what causes people's faith not to work anyway. It's the natural realm. Amen. Because they're operating out of what they know, what they can see, what they can feel, what they can touch out of their senses, out of their soul. And so if you operate out of your soul, then your spirit man don't stand a chance. He's just sitting there waiting. I'm waiting for her to renew her mind. So I can do all these things. God's given me a list and there's a list of things she wants, but I can't do them because she's allowing her carnal man to dictate her life. But the minute we start crushing that carnal mind, how you think the, the old meat grinder is what we call it. Amen. When we start to uh, not feed our carnal flesh. The spirit man takes over. Amen. It takes over and you start to enjoy life and have it more abundantly where you have everything that God wants you to have. And he'll come to your defense in a minute, just like he did the the three Hebrew boys. Amen. Hallelujah. If he did it for them, he'll do it for you. So this treasure that's worth more than diamonds and gold is treasure that's found in you and me. The Bible says in, there's a treasure in earth and, and vessel. And that treasure is what's on the inside of you. And God is trying to strengthen it and bring it out so you'll operate out of it and never be a failure. Amen. So you'll have success. See, our success is based on what's on the inside of us now you can have success in the natural because you have a good job and you know you have parents that you know are pretty well off or 
know how to pray and get what you need. But it's going to come a time when you're going to need what's that that chosen thing that's on the inside of you. And nobody, mom and daddy can't help you. And it's going to be just you and God. And he's going to be your only source. And so you're going to have to press into him. Amen. And he will come through for you. Amen. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He will not let you down. But you, this ha- you must develop your faith. You have to. And not only for you, you got to develop, develop your faith for your family, for your children, for your neighbors, for the people you want to go lay hands on. If you don't have no faith, what you doing? Amen. Hallelujah. That's the treasure within us. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. You got to praise God in everything. But you know what a lot of people do? They curse God. This is God's fault. You know, you have a death in the family and you think God let it happen. Amen. God, you know what I found out when we start going to pray for people in hospitals and just, you know, through the ministry and different things and praying. I found out and I talked to this. You remember this charade, that conversation we had. And uh, Sheree would pray with people at her job, call me on the phone. I, I'd agree with her. And she said something to me, and, and it it stuck with me, and God showed me that same thing. She says, I found out that God gives everybody a chance to live. You remember that? And I said, that's true. So he gives people a chance. Some of these people are on our list to help them. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to blame anybody or make anybody feel bad because we always get another chance at another life. But God gives people, he's, he helps people. He gives them a chance to live. And he gives them the chance to make that decision whether they want to live or go home to be with him. It's their choice, but we should be there always ready to pray for them and offer them Jesus Offer them salvation, offer them healing, offer them whatever they need. God wants us to work for him. That's why you're born again. This this ain't just about what you need. Amen. Hallelujah. It's about what God uh, needs to happen for the people out there in the world that don't know Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians four. It's not about us. And it's a blessing to be used by God. I don't know what some of these people think it's a style show, a fashion show, uh I don't know. But that doesn't heal anybody. It just doesn't heal anybody. Amen. Second Corinthians. I'm getting first Corinthians. Second Corinthians four. Yeah, we going over scriptures we know. Because we know the scripture, but we don't know the power behind it sometimes or the meaning behind it. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians four seventeen. Hallelujah. And it says, For our light affliction, 
which is but for a moment. See, God calls it a moment. Your your storm in your life <laughs> that you've been going through for years. God says, but for a moment. Because, see, there's no time in God. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is but for a moment. See, we dwell on it so much and make it so big. Y'all know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Let me go back to 417. But our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. See, it's not just about what you need today. Because God is already, look, God has already given you the money to do everything you need. If you don't spend it right, that's on you. But he's given you everything you need. And if you didn't ask for it, ask him for it, he'll give you more. Because he's a God of abundance. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. That's the word. And he's not going to default on his word. Amen. So it's not just about I need to pay my gas bill. It's not about that. Because you've had the opportunity. If you don't have the money, somebody give you the money to pay that bill. Somebody do it. Just ask God. God, can you have somebody come and put it in my hand? Or call those people and talk to them. Tell them, look, I don't have it. When I get it, you'll get it. Can I go on a time payment? There's a lot of things you can do other than sulk. Amen. People just like to sulk. Amen. And my husband used to tell me, you better get on that phone. You know, and I'm thinking, you better give me some more money. But I wound up getting on that phone. Making some payment plans. It's doable. Amen. But it's not about what you need right now. It's about about eternity. Amen. Because God has no problem getting you what you need right now. It's, it's the already factor is working anyway. You, God's already done it. He's already provided. Whatever you need right now is already provided. You just got to get up and find it. Get on the phone. Ask somebody. And if you're real prideful, God is merciful. He'll have somebody offer it to you. <laughs> but God will provide because he's a good God. Amen. But this this thing that's that God is is into these afflictions, these light afflictions, the and the testing of our our faith. This is important. This is eternal stuff. Amen. It's eternal. It's important. It it it. How can I say? It plans your future. Your future depends on it. Who you are depends on it. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to come through this. We must be tried and tested by fire. And I'm telling you, we come through as pure gold. All the chaff and the the bad stuff is burned away out of our hearts, out of our minds. It's burned away and what's left is the beauty of being who you are. Amen. And God can use that part. That's the part that God is looking for he wants to use that part not the part of uh, of the flesh that people get up in the pulpit with 
He's not looking for that stuff. But he's he wants to burn away proud flesh so that he can use what's left of it. Amen. The better part. God wants to use the better part. And the better part consists of him, him and only him. And you operating out of the spirit of the Lord. Because what's on the inside of you is has so much greater potential, so much greater value than what's on the outside. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Did I finish this? 17. Let's go to 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. See, that's a puzzler for most people. We keep looking at how things look in the natural. We look at people and what they do and say and their actions we judge them by what we see in the natural but god judges the heart we need to learn how to do that this is why he wants to burn away our proud flesh so he can teach us how to judge the spirit by the spirit and not judge people's flesh because we don't like what we see it's ridiculous amen and the closer you get to god the more ridiculous it looks Amen. It's funny we don't judge ourselves according to those same standards. <laughs> but we judge everybody else, am I right? That's what we do. And when I say we, I mean majority. I know everybody don't do that. Because some people have learned. But the first thing people do is judge you by the flesh. Well, I, I don't like how she walk. I don't like how what she wear. God likes it. And that's all that counts. Let's do 18 again. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, whatever you're praying for, wherever you are waiting God to do for you, which he's already done it. Amen. But it's in the invisible realm sitting there waiting for its season. Amen. It's waiting on its season. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, and it's eternal. The things that God does, it's the devil can't take it back. He can't mess with it. Man can't take it back. If God gives you a promotion, man can't mess with it. If it came from God. Amen. If you you're constantly uh, worshiping man, he can take what he gave you anytime he want. He can take it. Amen. But our hardships, our storms, the things that we go through, the problems that we have, they're light afflictions in comparison with the future eternal way to glory. That God has for us. We're talking about eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is what kept. um, Paul pressing toward the mark. He said I press toward the mark. For the prize. Of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Paul kept pressing because he knew there was more to be had. More to be learned. 
more to be um, witnessed, processed, um, more to do for God. Paul kept pressing. You know, and when he would speak to uh, different people, they thought he was just had a religious spirit, but he had he had quite the <laughs> quite the opposite of a religious spirit. Amen. But he said, I press toward the mark of the high calling. See, he chose the better part. He wanted the better because he could have been just at your average Joe. He didn't want that. He wanted to obey God and to acknowledge that excellency that is on the inside of him. Amen. And he wanted to fellowship with Christ and understand his feelings, his thoughts, his wants. He put himself on that cross to so that he would experience exactly what Christ experienced. Have you done that? Amen. He wanted to partake of everything that that Christ partook of because he he looked at him as his friend. He looked at him as as being part of him, having that that richness on the inside of him. He wanted to live. Paul wanted to live out of that. But he went on a quest and he was trying to find, find out that thing that he already had. Amen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But but we need to go on a, a venturous quest also so that we can find out who we really are in him, who we are in him. What what does God want us to do? What is my purpose here on on the earth? What What's God's will for me? You know, plans and in, in, in our pursuits. What's God's plan for my life? And how do I pursue it? You know, we need to know all of these things. And you can't just get this talking to a friend. Amen. You got to go face to face with the almighty. And the Bible says he's, he'll tell you great and mighty things you know not. Hallelujah. Paul was searching for knowledge about that excellent power. That he possessed on the inside of him. But he wanted to know it. He wanted to know God. He wanted to understand who he was in Christ Jesus. He had a good idea. But he wanted to see it from Jesus' perspective. Amen. And that's how he summed it up. He says, I want to know him. Amen. And that needs to be on every born, born again believer's heart. You want to know him and not just get it second hand or third hand, but know him face to face. Amen. Hallelujah. But we will still trust. We have to still trust God, though. When you're going through dark, dark challenges, I called it darkness because I don't know if you've ever felt like you've been in a dark place, but I bet you have. You know, feel like you're in a dark, a dark place. And so when you're in a dark place or when you feel like you're in a dark place, you need to know how to go to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he is the only one that can go in the darkness and snatch you back out of there. He's the only one 
that can offer you um, whatever it is that you desire, you know, the help that you need, um, it, whatever it is. God is the only one that can help you when you're going through these dark challenges or another word for dark places is the process. Amen. When you're going through the process, God is the only one that's going to help you. Amen. Another word for some trials that you go through is the dark, the dark times or the dark season. I mean, people have uh, different words for it. But I remember uh, in in one of the books I wrote, um, I was wondering if you remember. Um, I can't even remember today, <laughs> but I talked about the darkness. Yes, he makes up. Yeah, uh, I couldn't think of it right then, but I was reading that recently in the back. And it's a section where I talked about the darkness and that darkness represented um, the testing of your trial. It can be dark. Amen. And I don't when I say darkness, I don't mean Satan's sin, Satan's darkness and the darkness of sin. When I say that, I mean the dark periods in your life where you feel like there's nobody with you. Amen. But God, that's where you find God. Amen. You find it. So don't uh, see the darkness can be good and it can be bad. I think mostly bad, but there is some good that can come out of the darkness. Amen. Because the good thing I learned is you're not without hope in the dark, during the dark times. Amen. During the trials, tribulation, you know, where there seems to be no hope. God is with you. Amen. So we must believe God even in dark times. He's not forgotten us. He has not forgotten us. He is with us, but in the darkness, sometimes, you know, you can't see in the darkness. So sometimes you have to, all the time, you have to know God is with you, not just wonder if he's there. But because of the darkness, you can't see real good. And sometimes that's good because you don't have things to look at because we don't supposed to judge by what we see anyway. And so this is a time during these dark periods where, you know... I, I I look at it like maybe um, being on the backside of the desert or the mountain and there's nobody there to help you and you're going through some type of process. God is with you and that's all you need to know. And that's when you can experience his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we really need to not just look at life as God wants to bless me because he does. And, and, you know, but we need God to help us out of these situations. Are y'all here? We need God for more than stuff. We need him to help us out of bad situations like the darkness, these dark things that can come upon us. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe the same thing sometimes because nothing has changed. You go year after year, same. Because nothing has changed. But sometimes these dark periods are these things that we experience when we're on the backside of the mountain. Or when God is is delivering us from something, you know. 
we we need to experience this because we find out who God really is when your friends let you down. Amen. God and God God he likes situations like that. Everybody let you down. In fact, he told people to get lost from you so that he could deal with you and let you know that he is with you. He is your supplier. He's your focus. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's only a step away. Amen. In fact, Christ is in you. Hallelujah. Stop believing the same thing and allow the word, allow this testing of your faith to change you. It's a good thing. It's rough. It's a tough spot to be in. And some people do view it as a darkness. But I'm telling you, in the darkness, that's where you find God. And you find him being uh, the strongest you've ever known him to be. I mean, you ever looked at situations where I've known people where they were facing jail time. And uh, I won't say nothing else or you'll know who I'm talking about. And walked out, was guilty. Pled, pled guilty and walked free. Amen. Those were dark times for that person. But guess what? They know that they know that they know that God is their redeemer. Their redeemer liveth. <laughs> Amen. And they've been successful from that day to this one because they will, they, his faith was tried by fire. And so it can be a good thing. It, it doesn't feel good, you know, sometimes, but God can turn your mess into your message. Some person. Amen. Hallelujah. But God can turn your mess into your message. He's, I like to say he's right in the middle of your mess. Amen. He's in the middle of it and he's just waiting on you to call out to him and say, I need you to do this for me. I need you to do that for me. And he is there and he won't let you down. He will not let you down and he will tell you what to do. Put the right people in your, in your uh, you know, in your path. Cause sometimes we do need, uh, a human person to do whatever, you know, everything, but it's still a spiritual thing because God will find that person, but God will, he'll set the whole thing up. All you need to do is trust him. Amen. And remind yourself that the darkness is not forever. It will also end. Amen. Any kind of trouble God got you in, he'll get you out. God will make sure you come out of it as pure gold and with a high hand. You know, God doesn't, none of God's children, you get serious with God, you won't lose. You, you, you like one foot in and one foot out, you'll have problems all the time. Amen. Cause you don't want to straighten up and be obedient to God. And we're talking about God. We're talking about, we're not talking about people. We're talking about God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to John. John 12. Hallelujah. And it's, it's talking about Jesus when he didn't have but a short time. Hint, hint. We don't have playtime anymore. John 12 verse 23. And what did he do? He was about his father's business. Amen. 
got real, real quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> What's she talking about? Whew. Talking about a new era, a new season. And this is our, our season to seize it. Whatever it is that you need. It's your time to get it done. It's your time to receive whatever it is that you need from God. It's your time to listen to God and allow him to make those changes that's needed. Because there's a dying world out there. Amen. And so we need to pay attention to what God is doing. Amen. Let's see. 1223. It says, but Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And he who loves his life will lose it. That's y'all that don't want to straighten up. Lose your life. And he who hates his life in the world, in this world, will keep it for eternal life. And so it's time. So what Jesus is saying, he's talking about sowing and reaping and the seed. He's speaking about a seed. Amen. Now, when you let's just put it like this. When you have a, a seed and it's a, a seed for some kind of flower you put in your garden and you plant that seed. You ever seen light in the ground? I haven't. The ground is dark. So that's darkness. So when the seed goes into the ground and he hits that darkness or it hits that darkness, the seed needs that darkness to germinate and to grow, to cultivate. Amen. And so when that seed hits the ground, it dies. That's the term that the Bible uses. It dies. But it dies to give life to something else. Amen. To that flower or the cabbage or the corn or whatever it is, the wheat, whatever it is that you planted. So in other words, when a seed dies, it gives life to something, you know, uh, I'll put it like this. It gives life to fruit. When you let a something die, you're like your flesh, it gives birth or it gives life. Amen. Amen. To something that's new and fresh, but it's got to die. In other words, let me just talk to you in plain old black woman's talk. You need to let your flesh die so that maybe your children can live. Amen. Maybe you can live. Maybe you can get those things that you need. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to let your flesh die. Quit operating out of the flesh. Amen. Let that seed die. Let it go. Amen. And and let it give birth to something that's fresh and new and good. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's how the kingdom, uh, now that's the kingdom of God. I'll put it to you like that. That's how it's operated. Amen. Amen. But if it dies, it produces much grain. That seed that dies in the ground. It is really not dead. That's the term that 
the the Bible, but it's really not dead. It's it's dead to the world. It's dead to the natural realm. You know, something under the ground is dead to the natural realm. Amen. But once you let it die, it comes, it brings forth good fruit. Amen. In its season. Amen. And notice it's always a season that it talks about giving life. Hallelujah. So Jesus explains this to the disciples. And he said, uh, let's see. A seed cannot produce anything unless it goes through a process of darkness. Seeds cannot germinate in the light. I have never seen light in dirt. Have you? Amen. But when you plant a seed, it goes under cover. I like that word. So that it can germinate, it goes under cover. And in the darkness of the ground, there's a crucial part of the process called blooming. Amen. When we uh, submit to the Lord and allow our flesh to be submitted to the power of God, we start to bloom. We start to grow. We start to bear fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. We must bloom too. But it comes out of darkness. In other words, the darkness is the process. Amen. You heard people, you can see uh, Prophet Waller on Facebook saying, don't run from the process. Quit trying to, you know, get away from the process or things like that. And this is what he's talking about. He's talking about that process where we change for the better. We submit ourselves unto the mighty hand of God. We submit See, when you don't, when you don't, how can I put this? When, when you don't change or when you don't submit your flesh or let your flesh down or, um, it's like this. When you keep trying to have the last word or when you keep trying to handle your own life, you are, you're being non-submitted to God. This is not to, see, we look at it like, um, I'm going to show that person. They can't tell me what to do. You're being uh, insubordinate to God. See, a lot of people don't know that in all of their wise thinking, but they don't understand that. And so this is the only way change is going to come is to submit your your flesh and your mind and submit your, the good stuff that all because we all got good stuff about us. I re- repeat, we have gifts, callings. We have good things that we know how to do. We have good minds, good hearts. There's goodness inside of us. But we need to throw all of that stuff in the fire. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And we need to submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that you can change and get delivered. Hallelujah. So that the only thing left is pure gold. And we working on that. Amen. That's all we could do is continue to work, but sub- at least submit to God. Amen. So he can take over and do a better job than you or me could do. Because he's definitely going to do a better job. And this is how people transform. This is how the renewing of the mind happens. You got to be submitted. You got to submit your ways. The Bible says submit your ways. That means everything you like to control, you need to submit it. Amen. 
Because the devil will let you down. He's going to let you. It's no, it's not even he might let, he will let you down. Because he wants to guide you into the wrong place. But I'm telling you, God is in control, really. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's just trying to do it through you. Amen. But we need to use these times where we feel like we're in dark places. We need to use these times to get closer to God. And bring God into your bad mess. This is the time when you call for God. God, this is a mess. Help me out of this mess. Amen. When else are you going to call for him? When else can you call on God? Amen. He's right in the middle of the mess with you anyway. That's why you haven't lost your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Merciful. So we can come through as gold. Like that beautiful flower that was planted. That's us. Amen. Once God gets a hold of us, there's beauty to behold. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's never too late for God to change a situation. Never, ever is it too late. And it may look bad. Stop looking at how it looks. We read the scripture. Amen. Stop looking in the natural at how your situation looks. Amen. Because, you know, in the natural, you're not going to see anything you like. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. But look at that flower. You know, I'm not a real, like Bridget loves flowers. I don't love them. I like them. But have you ever noticed how, well, I'll keep it with myself. Flowers always make me smile. They make me smile. They make me happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, when we go through the process, guess what? We smell good and flowers smell good. See, we have that sweet fragrance and that sweet aroma that God loves. We smell good like a flower. We look good. We're beautiful in our own sight. God made us. We're wonderfully and beautifully made. And so we're beautiful to God. We smell good. We're a sweet aroma to his nostrils. Everything about that flower that's been in darkness, that's us. Look good. Smell good. Smell good to God. Make people happy. When we preach the gospel, introduce Christ to them. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a lot to be had in dark places. Amen. So we smell good to God. Why? Because we're made of a divine design. We smell good to him right now. It's just some stench on us we need to get off. It's called rebellion. Unbelief. You know. That kind of stuff. And this is why we need the process. Do I like the process? No. Do I need the process? Yes. And so do you. Hallelujah. After the process, it makes an in, we make an impact on the earth. In other words, the process helps us to minister to others. What you going to talk about? You don't talk about what God has done for you. There's nothing else to talk about. 
He ain't been through nothing. Ain't nothing to to say. But the harvest is ripe. The fields of wheat is ripe. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to allow God to prepare us. And and it's for us more than him. Because listen, God's always going to get somebody to do his work. He'll raise up people and raise up people and raise up people. I don't care how long he's been waiting on us to get it together. But eventually we will obey and do what God wants us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So something must die according to John 12, 24. You will write that down. Did we read that? Yeah. Okay. Something must die to give itself up to a, well, give itself up to a death process. Something must do that so that it can bring life in the form of fruit or grain. In other words, die to self, die to flesh, and everything that God doesn't like, die to it. Amen. Give it up. Amen. Give it up. You know, let me just remind you, pride, arrogance, anger, whatever, bickering. God don't like that stuff, and especially in the church. But you know, that's where you find it mostly. It's where it all is, in the church. And it should be outside of the church. That's why unsaved people don't want to come. Hallelujah. Unforgiveness, insecurity, fear, unbelief, all of the stuff that we possess. Yeah, I'm guilty too. God wants to fix it. But he wants us to submit it to him. Amen. And we all need to submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will work it out. He'll bring anything that you need. He'll bring it to pass. Let's do one more scripture. First Corinthians 15. Hallelujah. Or did I do that one? I don't think I did. And it's just part of a scripture that I wanted to read. Not the whole thing, but it spoke to me. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 36. I'm, I'm thinking it's just 36. It says, foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Amen. Foolish one, talking to me and you. What you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Hallelujah. Let stuff go. You know how we let stuff go for a day. Well, I I didn't think that way all morning. (laughs) So I did a good thing, God. But he want us to get delivered, let things go. Amen. This is why we must go through the process. I'm telling you, the process is the only way to get away from this stuff. Get this stuff cleansed out of us. The process. Amen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you will. Amen. The process is to make us more like Christ. The process is to deliver us so that we could help others. So that we we can't look bad doing the same thing we're telling them not to do. 
Amen. But we can really be uh, an example and a, a follower of Christ or a worker in God's vineyard. We can really be that and not just keep talking about it, but really be that. When people see you, they see him. And this is why the process is necessary. This is why your faith must be tried by fire. It has to be. There's no other way to bring the gold out. And there's a treasure in all of us. There's gold in all of us. But it needs to be revealed. Amen. And the only way it can be revealed is that we submit ourselves to God. And allow him to come in and do what he needs to do on the inside of us. And I'm telling you, the trouble, if he gets you in trouble, he will get you out of trouble. It may look bad for two or three days. God don't let you stay in jail long. He don't let you, you know, if you're in there for him, I doubt if he'll even let you go. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's, you know, whatever. I don't even care. I know one thing. God will not leave you in a bad situation. But you have to submit to him. You can't hold back part of, you can't hold back. You have to be honest one-on-one with God. Amen? Hallelujah. Abide in his presence and his assurance on the ins- See, when you abide in his presence, that assurance is there. Thank you. That assurance is there. And so, in other words, and then you'll feel safe to just push through and say, okay, God, and I forgot to tell you about this, 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 and this, and this. <laughs> you'll feel free. And when you do, I don't care how much trouble truth gets you in, and I, he'll get you out. Amen. Well, why don't we stop? Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. Amen. Hallelujah. We do bless you, Father. We lift you up in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for truth. We thank you for your word, which is a strong tower and allows us to run in and be safe. We submit ourselves to you, O God. We submit ourselves to you. We submit our failures to you. We submit everything to you. And we thank you, Father, that you make the crooked places straight. All crooked places, you make them straight in the name of Jesus. You're right in the middle of our mess, and you want to clean it up, Father. And I give you permission to clean my mess up right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We do thank you, and we praise you, Father God, and we lift you up today. We love you, and we worship you, and we praise you, Father God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We do thank and praise you, Lord God. We bless you, and we honor you. And we want you to just burn away proud flesh. Burn away everything that is not like you. We are ready to give it up. Give it to you, Lord God. We don't want it anymore. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for understanding us. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. We thank you for everything that you're doing for us and more. And we bless you, Father. And we give you all the honor and all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. 
Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you, Father. We lift you up today. We love you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.